Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. I want you to meet Sam and Shmulek from the nation of Israel. Guys, come and sit here. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming and meeting in your name. Father, we ask you to move upon us by your spirit. Father, open our eyes that we may see, our ears that we may hear, and our hearts that we may respond. Father, let everyone in this room and all those watching around the world realize that standing with the nation of Israel and standing with our Jewish brothers and sisters around the world is a call that you've put on every one of our lives and our hearts. And Father, we thank you for touching us today, and we give you praise and glory. And all God's people shouted, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for being with us around the world. Please have a seat. We haven't seen each other since... uh, the banquet in Israel a year ago, January. That's right. The last time you visited. I had the opportunity to visit here about six months ago just after your birthday party, your birthday celebration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but Shmulek, my colleague, our friend, uh, it's been over a year. So first of all, Pastor Larry and all of you here and, and out there, I want to say what a, what a blessing it is and how exciting it is for me to be back here, for us to be here with you. I want you to know that I come here to get recharged and re-energized. I really do. And you, you, you all at New Beginnings Church, and of course, uh, Pastor Larry, Pastor Tiz, and all of you, you do that for us. I mean, t- together with you, we work with communities all around the world, as you know, helping to support Karen Ayesod, supporting Israel and the Jewish people. But coming here and seeing all of you and having the opportunity to thank you for standing with Israel, as Pastor Larry just talked about. It, it, it's something that it, it needs to be said, and you all should be blessed. And I hope that Shmulek and I came from Jerusalem a few days ago bringing blessings for all of you. Thank you for standing for Israel. Amen. Now, just to, just to clarify, uh, your name's Sam, and this is Shmulek. You obviously don't have an uh, Israeli accent. Give a little background, and then Shmulek, give a little background on you. Sure. So, Don't you love saying Shmulek? <laughs> <laughs> so it's good you pointed that out, Pastor because the truth is my Hebrew name is also Shmuel. And there, are, there were stages in my life where I was also called Shmulek, but I'm, I guess it worked out well that uh, for these purposes I'm Sam and he's Shmulek. Right, so my accent's a little bit different than Shmulek's because even though I'm Israeli, I was born and raised here in the United States, not here in Texas. I was born and raised in South Florida, in Miami Beach, and I uh, really fulfilled a dream uh, for myself and my family and was able to make Aliyah or to, to move to Israel. Aliyah, as you know, Pastor Larry and I talk about this all the time. Aliyah is the word in Hebrew for ascending or going up. And I uh, fulfilled the dream of moving to Israel when I was just 17 and went uh, without my family and uh, served in the IDF 
which was also really a dream, especially having come from uh, as, as a grandson of Holocaust survivors and a great-grandson of Holocaust victims. And so that was really uh, fulfilling, you know, the generations of dreaming of... IDF uh, is Israeli. The IDF is the, the Israeli Defense Forces. And um, so I've, I've, I, I did that about 30 years ago or so, so you can do the math. <laughs> and, um, and I had the opportunity in my professional career to serve in different uh, capacities uh, at first in the private sector in finance and law. And then I uh, started working with uh, Jewish organizations, Jewish communities, and Christian communities around the world. I know last week you had a guest, my friend uh, Josh Reinstein. I started working with him when I was with the World Jewish Congress, and we worked with uh, Jewish communities in helping uh, advocate for Israel, for Jewish communities fighting anti-Semitism, and just like what we were talking about, standing with Israel. And then a few years later, I really had the privilege and opportunity, and I was appointed by Prime Minister Netanyahu to serve as an Israeli diplomat, and I served as Israel's Consul General in Los Angeles, representing Israel to the southwest United States, so six and a half states or so, uh, which was, which was a, a really an amazing opportunity. And now for the last two and a half years, and this is where, yeah. where you and I were, were blessed to have our, our paths cross, I, uh, I was appointed also, uh, um, recommended by the prime minister, to, to, to lead the organization Karen Ayesod uh, as its uh, world chairman. Karen Ayesod is one of Israel's four national institutions. We've been around for 100 years in 1920 uh, in helping to bring about the existence, to, to bring into existence uh, the state that was, that was in the making. And uh, it, we're tasked with putting together the resources and raising the resources necessary to build that state. But in doing so, connecting communities from around the world and, of course, our friends of Israel. So I really have the, the, the privilege uh, and the responsibility to, uh, to help lead this organization. We work in over 60 uh, communities, 45 countries. Uh, and, you know, thanks to, to all of you, we're able to, to really help fulfill biblical prophecy. In, in, in all of the decades of our existence, we've brought over 3.5 million olim, wow. or new immigrants. And, and really, every single one of you deserves, deserves applause for that. We'll, we'll see in a couple of minutes uh, a video just from, uh, from recent days of, uh, of, of a flight. And, and this is, um, these are miracles that we're, we're not only witnessing in our days, but we're, we're actively yeah. taking part in them. Uh, and in addition to that, we help uh, strengthen Israeli society, help a lot of the weaker members of Israeli society, whether it's youth at risk, uh, also, the elderly, including Holocaust survivors, and um, so it's uh, I, you know I couldn't tell you enough about how important uh, it is for for the Christian community and communities like this one to stand with Israel. The message that that sends not only to other Christian communities but to the Jewish communities around the world, and and you know that's where our relationship together. It's, it's the crossroads that brings it all together. It's such a strong message of bringing God's will to the world. Yeah. Thank you. Shmulek, tell me a little bit about you. Um, so first of all, uh, Shmulek, and I'm very, very, very excited uh, to be here with you today. 
It's like Sam said, it's my uh, first time leaving Israel since the pandemic start. And my wife uh, told me before I left Israel, she said to me, are you sure? <laughs> you know that you're coming back here. We need to live with you afterwards. And I told her, don't worry. There is a sentence that we say when we pray in Hebrew. We say, those who are dealing with the mitzvah, with something good, something that God wants us to do, will never get harm. So we, we are responsible of supporting the Jews that are asking to return to the land of Israel, and you are helping us a lot in doing so. So that's why I'm sure that I'm in good hands and nothing uh, can happen. Um, just a little bit about myself. I was privileged to be born in the state of Israel. My grandparents are also Holocaust survivors that went through the Holocaust, survived after they lost all their family. They are originally from Hungary. So they came to Israel and established a new life. And thank God, I, I am privileged I was privileged to be born in the state of Israel. In the last six and a half years, I'm working for Karen Ayesod as the director of Friends of Israel. And that means that I am privileged and honored to work with Christian Friends of Israel around the globe that are willing to help us fulfill Bible prophecy and to bring the Jewish people back to the land of Israel. Amen. Thank you. And I cannot tell you how much I enjoy my work every day because I learn more and more how many Christians around the world are willing to stand with Israel from the States, from Latin America, from Europe, and even from Muslim countries. Christians are willing to put their life in a risk, but to support the state of Israel and to be part in fulfilling Bible prophecy. So... Thank you for your friendship and for your support and for taking a significant part in helping us to bring our brothers and sisters back home. Amen. Awesome. You know, we, we all know and we live by this, Genesis 12. God says, and, and, and Genesis 12 is the, the evot of all blessings. And it begins with, I will bless those who bless Israel. Not just pray for Israel, praying is a big part of it, but actually doing something to bless the nation of Israel. And um, as both Sam and Shmulek said, one of the great Bible prophecies is not just that Israel would return, the Jews would return to Israel. That's, That's obviously huge. But a part that I think a lot of Christians are now, I know a lot of Christians are waking up to, is that Gentiles will be a part of that answer. The prophecy says that the Gentiles, not only will the Jews return to a nation, and I know you all know this, but the miracle of that, and this is where replacement theology, and, and we've, we've taught you on this, this is where replacement theology came from, is in the, in the church they said, well, how come this prophecy isn't being fulfilled Jews returning to the nation of Israel. And instead of waiting for that prophecy to be fulfilled, the church fathers came up with a doctrine, well, they're not talking about the Jews and the nation of Israel. Uh, what, what that prophecy is, is that the church is the new Israel, we've replaced Israel. And of course, we know that's a lie. 
And so in 1948, the fulfillment of that prophecy began. The God, and, and the reason why it's such a miracle, and all of you know this, but we have so many new people with us all the time, is th- there was no nation. There was no language. There was no army. There was no government. There was no military. There was nothing And this has never happened in the history of the world, a nation no longer existing for 2,000 years. 2,000 years. But God said it would happen. And in 1948, it began to happen. But a huge part of that prophecy is that the Gentiles, instead of being a part of the problem and pushing the Jews out of the nation of Israel, as in the case of Rome, the Gentiles will be part of bringing them back. The Bible actually says we'll carry them in our arms and on our shoulders. And so um, we do a lot of things in Israel. We've built 18 bomb shelters at Ahava School. We've uh, helped build a wing at the hospital in, in Haifa. Um, we support Holocaust survivors in several different cities. But when we met uh, these guys at Karen Hezot, we realize that we can fund probably 85, 90% of what we're doing. We, we, we support the military over the soldiers over there for, so that a lot of the soldiers, what do you call them, that don't have family in Israel? The lone soldiers. The lone soldiers. Did. So we provide so they can do, uh, uh, they can celebrate uh, Hanukkah or they can celebrate uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, uh, Passover, etc., but we do probably 85, 90% of what we do is through, through these guys, and that includes all kinds of different projects. But the number one project is the fulfillment of Bible prophecy of sponsoring Jewish men, women, and children from various parts of the world to make Aliyah, to fulfill Bible prophecy and return to the nation of Israel. So just for a couple minutes, we want to show a couple videos, guys, if you can show those two back to back. And this is what you're doing. You're literally, you're not just, you're not just helping someone move to Israel. You're literally, literally fulfilling Bible prophecy. So if we can show these videos. Over 25 years ago, during his first visit to Israel, God supernaturally changed Pastor Larry's perspective of the Holy Land and showed him how to reread the Bible through the eyes of a Jewish Abraham, a Jewish Moses, and a Jewish Jesus. As a result, Pastor Larry, along with Tiz, saw the need to share their love of Israel and the Jewish people with Christian audiences around the world. As an avid student of the Torah, Pastor Larry has built lasting relationships with rabbis and other leaders of the Jewish faith and has authored books helping Christians rediscover the importance of their Jewish roots. This phenomenal journey has led Pastors Larry and Tiz to form some amazing partnerships with key charities in Israel. In just the past five years, with the help of Christian friends around the world who believe in Tikkun Olam, they have donated over $5 million towards saving and blessing Jewish lives in Israel. This has included funding for the B'nai Zion Medical Center in Haifa and the construction of a new underground wing of the hospital. They also supported the Ahava Village for Children in northern Israel with the building of 18 bomb shelters to protect hundreds of children vulnerable to terrorist attacks. 
To date, we have provided six mobile ICUs to Maganda Vida Dome, which are literally a hospital on wheels, making life-saving calls throughout Israel. A seventh unit is now in production, and fundraising for an eighth ambulance begins soon. With your help, we are fulfilling Bible prophecy by blessing Jewish farmers and their families through Operation Olive Grove. In the past six years, we've planted over 6,000 trees near the ancient village of Maale Amos, home of the prophet Amos, who foretold that in the last days, Jews and Gentiles would work together to settle the land and make the desert bloom. Pastors Larry and Tiz strongly believe in providing care for Holocaust survivors. So for many years, we funded the program in Ma'ale Adumim, and in the past several years funded the Holocaust Home in Haifa. We recently expanded support to include the Amagor Project that serves 57 special housing facilities. These are vital charities that provide food, shelter, and other essential services for the most precious people you'll ever meet. Our special relationship with Corinne Asod through Project Aliyah is fulfilling Bible prophecy and is responsible for thousands of Jewish people returning to Israel from around the world. Pastor Larry is honored to serve as an ambassador for Corinne Hayasod, speaking at conferences in Singapore and Australia, encouraging the support of Israel by international Christian leaders and business people. Our partnership with the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus and the Israel Allies Foundation, its counterpart in Washington, D.C., has proved to be invaluable for promoting anti-BDS legislation, both in America and in 50 parliaments around the world. Last year, our pastor received the prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award from the Israel Allies Foundation and was also honored to be selected as one of the top 50 Christian leaders worldwide for standing with Israel. Pastors Larry and Tiz have an unwavering commitment to tear down the walls between Jews and Christians. And together, with your help, we have accomplished many amazing things. But there is still much more to accomplish to bring healing, to build friendships, and to achieve unity between us. Through your support, you are partnering in furthering this worldwide effort and preparing the world for the coming of the Messiah. We can't thank you enough for your prayers and faithful support and for your love of the nation and people of Israel. ZOTA <laughs> 
ደስታ ነው በቃ በቃ እጃ የካየዋትኔ መሰለይ ከጀ ከተደረሁ ነው ወጣርሁት በቃ እንደስታ ሰመ በጣም ነው ደስ ያለ ከናቴን እንዳያት ነው በቃ ተስፋ ያለው ሰዎች ተገናኝቼ ቤተሰቦች እንደነነት ያነነታቸውና ያለው ደስተታለሁ ነው መገታ ያገናኘ ቢየም ጦልተው እንዴት ጦለቴን ሰምተው ተወገኝ ለመዳረም ጓጓን በቀረብ ቀን ያገናኘን ነው ሌላ We just received behind me a plane full of 260 new Olim, new immigrants from Ethiopia to return to Israel to be reunited with their families. Thanks to you and our partners, the Jewish Agency, the Ministry of Aliyah and the State of Israel, we will be able to fulfill this biblical prophecy and bring these Olim home as part of the operation Rock of Israel. Thank you so much. God bless you. We've just witnessed the completion of operation rock of israel thereby fulfilling their lifelong plight to come to the ancient new homeland מדהים לראות כאן את הגשמת החלום הציוני אני שמח מאוד שקרן היסוד שותפה למפעל אדיר שכזה, כי יחד עם התנועה הציונית, מעולה לעולה, כוחנו עולה. I don't remember exactly how many plane loads from just from Ethiopia you guys have paid for. I think it's three plane loads. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I have vowed to the Lord that I will tell this story everywhere. Most of you know this, but we have people all over the world watching. And the Bible says, I will bless those who bless Israel. And Israel is not dirt alone. Israel is uh, people. And on the trip, as Shmulek leaned over and said, that was the plane that you guys were supposed to be with. Um, the, it was called Operation Eagle's Wings. And Tiz and I and Scotty were supposed to be over there to welcome that plane uh, into Israel. And at the exact hour that that plane, Operation Eagle's Wings, was landing, Tiz was going through her operation the exact hour here in the hospital for cancer. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Lion is alive and Tiz is alive. Super, and, and just to emphasize this, because this is not a gimmick. I know a lot of people are, use things for gimmicks, but this is not a gimmick. God says, I will, he will bless those who bless Israel. 
They gave Lion no chance. And here he is three years later, alive and cannot, cannot be stopped. Tiz is watching right now. They gave her three months. She's alive, cancer-free. Guys, blessing Israel releases blessing of God on our lives. Amen. Uh, tell a little bit of the story, either one of you or both of you, um, Ethiopian Jews. And like when we're watching it, you said the one had a cross on her. Tell the story of Ethiopian Jews. Sure, I'll start and Shmuley, feel free to jump in. First of all, I remember Pastor Larry very well that uh, that afternoon and uh, the operation, Eagle's Wing. And uh, Shmulek and I were so sad, of course, that you couldn't be with us in person. And I remember being in that tent, and I'm sure also we felt the channeling of of the energy and, and, and the prayers. In that tent, we stood with hundreds of new immigrants. And on stage, we mentioned you, and we mentioned, of course, Pastor Tiz yep. and, and, uh, and the operation. And we said a prayer for her. And so yeah. um, it, it's, it's in the merit of, of all that you do and all that all of you do to help that, uh, that should be showered with blessings. And, you know, when I sit here and watch this video, which I've seen a couple of times... <laughs> I really get choked up every time, but especially sitting here today with all of you and all of you out there, because, and this is no exaggeration, what, what you witnessed, that's only because you helped make it happen. And so when we talk about the importance of standing with Israel, Christians standing with Israel, you're, this is not just some abstract, uh, academic, theoretical statement. You're saying this was only a few weeks ago, uh, this video. And it's a few weeks ago, but it's the fulfillment of, of biblical prophecy. You asked about the background. The, the Jews from Ethiopia is an amazing story. Uh, the, uh, it, it's believed that it goes back a couple thousand years after the destruction of the temple, when many Jews were, were exiled from, uh, from Israel at the time. And uh, it's believed that they are descendants from the tribe of Dan, or Dan in Hebrew, um, and what's amazing is, even though, right, I pointed out to Pastor Larry that you see there's some of the, uh, the Ethiopian Jews have uh, tattoos of crosses on their foreheads because that's, that's just what's done locally. Um, but it turned out that many, uh, many of these folks had kept, for not even understanding or knowing why, had kept many traditions um, and many customs that uh, were passed down, and even though there was this disconnect with time and generations and, of course, geography with Israel, but a lot of the customs were, were kept, and they realized that um, they maintained their Jewish identity after all these years, waiting until it would be possible to have a, have a home of Zion to return to. And, of course, as you mentioned, that only started to... To, in, in its modern state to, to come into effect in 1948. And we talked about our involvement as Karen Isod from, from 1920. So it's an unbelievable story. And what you witnessed there was one of the last uh, plane loads of what was called Operation Rock of Israel, Tzur Yisrael in, yeah. uh, in Hebrew, or Tzur Yisrael. Which, by the way, it's very interesting. It's the uh, Israel's uh, Declaration of uh, Independence. There was uh, the, the reference, the only reference to God or direct reference to God in that document is, are those words, Rock of Israel, Sur wow. Israel. Wow. Because, like everything else, there was a lot of uh, negotiation about between all the different 
parties that were involved, and it was very important that there be a reference to God in that document. And those were the words, Rock of Israel. So that's the reason why this operation, to bring back um, as part of that specific operation, 2,000 uh, Jews from Ethiopia, uh, which are some of the last ones that are there. There are still more that will be brought in terms of uh, more for humanitarian reasons of reuniting families. Uh, and I could tell you all, uh, standing on that tarmac, Shmulek was there, you saw in, in the pictures and the video as well, standing there and greeting those men, women, children, babies as they came off that plane. And you saw in the video what, what they had to go through, uh, years of waiting. Um, there were a couple of uh, camps, uh, um, Gandhar and Addis Ababa, where you heard there were families living in suitcases because they were waiting to get the call to be able to, to go to Israel, not knowing that, unfortunately, in some cases, they waited 10 years or more. until they, they could be They're 10 years in these refugee camps? In Ethiopia, yes. And, and in some cases, in, in you know, cases of uh, poverty and uh, in danger, the, the political situation. And that's why it was so urgent to, uh, to complete the right. operation. And you know, to see it all come together with all of your help from our Christian friends, it, uh, it, there couldn't be a stronger sense of, uh, of standing with Israel. And as you mentioned, Genesis 12, uh, being blessed, and that yeah. you should all be blessed. How many Ethiopian, and we're, we're going to talk about other projects that we're going to do this year, God willing. How many uh, Ethiopian Jews are still waiting to make Aliyah? So, um, first of all, there are still about 6,000 more that are waiting to, ma- to make Aliyah. What, what's hindering that? What, what? What's keeping that from happening? It's a, first of all, it's a government decision that we are waiting. And in a minute that that happened, Karina I saw immediately will start the Aliyah. It's involved with a lot of uh, resources. The Ethiopians who are coming to Israel, it's a different type of Aliyah, a different... Uh, the gap of culture between them to any other aliyah around the world is very, very big. And the preparation and, their, and their, the support that they, we need to give them is very, very um, in, intense. Right. But yet it's not in our hands. In a minute that we have the government decision, we will launch the operation. And I can add to the Operation Rock of Israel... In a minute that we have received a green light from the government, it was at the beginning of December... Karen Ayasod and the Jewish Agency, in less than three months' time, during a pandemic time, when a closure in Israel, we brought 2,000 Ethiopian Jews, playing one after the other. Amen. And I want again to say thank you, Pastor Larry, Pastor Tiz, Pastor Scott, because you know when the pandemic began, Karen Isod needed to continue to raise the funds, and many of our donors said, we cannot, because of the situation, we cannot support you as usual. And when we ask for your support in this time to help us with the Ethiopian Alea, for you, it wasn't even a question. And you immediately responded, and the people that you saw on the video, they made it because of you. And thanks to you. Amen. You know, it... If I can emphasize this, because, because it, it, you know, we, we hear it so much. I will bless those who bless Israel. You know, it's almost like a mantra. But we've got to understand, God really means that. And during the time of the pandemic, because we never stopped 
and I believe this all my heart, we never stopped. I, in fact, uh, I think we just sent another check for three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand 350000 to prepare for the next. Um, we never stopped. Here, at New Beginnings here, uh, we never had to lay anybody off, even though the churches weren't meet, m- meeting, and a lot of people still choose to be out of the will of God and stay home and watch, <laughs> and watch by stream. <laughs> forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Uh, and it just kept going and we were, we were able to keep responding. And I know that that's because God will bless those who bless Israel. And I say that uh, for you to expect the blessing of God. Uh, you know, we do, we do other things here. We have orphanages. We just started, we feed 50,000 meals to children every month in Africa. Matter of fact, I've got pictures. We'll show it next week or maybe uh, we just took on another school in Africa and just built them a, another kitchen, a kitchen that they can cook so the kids can eat meals. We've got a thing in Cuba. But when we bless the nation of Israel and are involved with fulfilling Bible prophecy, there's no end to the blessing of God that, that he'll release on all of our lives. Um, We've, we've partnered with y'all in uh, Jews coming from Ethiopia. We know of the, 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 the horrible situations that some of them are living in. We've also partnered with, which may seem strange to people who don't understand, we've also partnered with bringing in Jews from Ukraine, from Russia, from uh, um, France. Uh, I think maybe... W- could you address is anti-Semitism on the decline? I mean, we're 2020. Is anti-Semitism gone? Or where is the world as far as anti-Semitism? So, first of all, as you mentioned, Pastor Larry, the, the Aliyah, this video was very, very moving. And uh, we talked about the operation uh, of uh, Rock of Israel. But we're, there's also a, a, a aliyah potential in a lot of other places in the world. And there is a connection. You know, we, we basically look at two categories. There's aliyah by choice, um, because it's all the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Right. I mean, I, you know, I started out by telling you my own personal situation um, of fulfilling a dream and making aliyah from, uh, from Miami Beach. That's obviously a very different um, experience than from other places in the world. All types of aliyah or new, new immigrants coming is uh, the ingathering of the Jews from the four corners of the earth is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. And we, our job together is to allow and to facilitate that to happen. But there, there's aliyah by choice and there's aliyah by circumstance and those that are being persecuted. Um, and besides the unique circumstances that we talked about in Ethiopia... Unfortunately, Pastor Larry, your, your question, we are not seeing a decrease in anti-Semitism. If anything, uh, it's, it's on the rise. But there's, there's been a lot in the past year, uh, a lot having to do with the pandemic as well. I think some of it's been in the media here. All kinds of uh, conspiracy theories, yeah. blaming Jews for, for, for COVID uh, and uh, all, all kinds of things which have only contributed. But it's really nothing new, you know, as it says, that nothing new under the sun. And um, 
So in, in Paris, we were just talking about in France, the, which is the largest, by the way, uh, the largest Jewish community in Europe today is in France. Uh, and unfortunately, the anti-Semitism there uh, is, uh, is alive and well, unfortunately. Uh, there was just a case we were talking about earlier of a woman, uh, a Jewish woman who was, was murdered a few, uh, few years ago. And uh, they just had, it was in the news recently because it was, uh, the, they had the, the trial and the murderer was. She uh, was, and if I can interrupt, because just say murdered, it, it can be a lot of different things. She was in her home. She was stabbed multiple, multiple times and then thrown over the balcony. And if I remember reading the story a couple years ago, she was a Holocaust survivor and they threw her off the balcony. And this is just back in the news again. Right. And, and, and it was clear there were statements that were made about her being Jewish that made it clear that it was a hate crime, that it was an anti-Semitic act. And the reason why it was in the news recently is because the, the murderer uh, got off. I don't know if he completely got off, but at, at least um, not being tried for murder and uh, using the excuse of drugs and that sort of thing. But there's quite an outrage that the system is... Uh, is rigged because of the anti-Semitism in the system. And, and we talked about Ukraine. There are um, at least, I think, about 200,000 Jews still in Ukraine, former Soviet Union. And uh, there as well, anti-Semitism is alive and well. The political situation um, also puts uh, the Jews, even besides anti-Semitism, just in a situation where uh, it's, uh, it's not comfortable for them to, to live where they are. And so coming... Back home to Israel is something that uh, that we want to help them do, and so in all of these areas, uh, it, the, the Aliyah is very important. And we were even talking with you uh, now about an exciting. Uh, Shmulek mentioned that there are also some countries, there are some Muslim countries as well that have small Jewish populations. Um, one of them is Kazakhstan. I'll let Shmulek talk about it, but we're also working together with you on something very exciting to bring uh, some Jews from a Muslim country to make Aliyah. So when you talk about yeah. fulfilling biblical prophecy and being a part of these miraculous, miraculous things that if we would have told you that, that they're happening and that you're able to be a part of, it's just, uh, it's just unbelievable and should bring you great blessings. You want to mention about Kazakhstan? Yeah, of course. I just want to add about uh, your question, Pastor Larry. Um, you know, you see me and Sam, both of us are wearing a kippah, yarmulke. Thank God here in the U.S. we feel completely comfortable to wear our yarmulke. But when we enter Europe, both of us will take the kippah off. And any symbol that can identify us as a Jew, it's a, it's a risk for us to walk in the street. Almost in any country in Europe, that's the situation right now. And we, as we speak, the Jewish communities around Europe... If you go into a Jewish school in Europe, you will feel, for me, it's feel like I'm going into an army base. Camera all over, security from the government, from the Jewish uh, community uh, with weapons. So um, the anti-Semitism, unfortunately, is on a rise, particularly in Europe, where the Holocaust took place. And this is very, very sad that it's still happening and, in a way, some nations did not learn the lesson from the tragedy that happened to us. Um, about, about the exciting news Sam, that Sam shared, we are now working together with you to bring a whole full plane 
from Kazakhstan, a Muslim country. Amen. Hopefully, hopefully um, uh, after the summer, it will take place. We are now working on it together with you to bring a whole plan. And uh, Pastor Larry and Pastor Tiz, this time you're going to be with us Amen. in Israel. Amen. To welcome the new immigrants. Amen. And we are looking forward to for this. Yeah, we're, the plans are, and we've been working on this, so it's okay to talk about it now. The plans are is that we'll probably fly to Israel. Tiz will stay in Israel. <laughs> and then we're going to fly to, what's the country? Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan? Yes, Kazakhstan. And get on the plane with the Jewish community, which is a miracle because the Muslim community is willing to let them go and fly back with them um, to uh to land in uh, Ben Gurion in Tel Aviv, and uh, they'll make Aliyah, and we'll be on the Scotty now, be on the plane with these guys, and uh, uh, that'll happen because of you. And so we've been working on this, and now it's okay to make it public. And so uh, here comes another plane load because of you guys. Amen. So, and and our partners around 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 the world, around the world. Uh, let me let me just um, move off a little bit. Well, let me ask this question about um, let me ask this question about people making aliyah. And like you said, there's a there's a logistical challenge depending on where they come from. So, in a nutshell, somebody's making aliyah. Do they just land and you go, okay, good luck, hope you get a job? Uh, uh, there's more to it than, than that, right? There's a lot more to it. First of all, in the video you saw um, we, the Minister of Aliyah and Absorption, or today they call it the, the Ministry of Aliyah and Integration, which is an amazing personal story. Uh, she herself, her name is Panina Tamano Shata. She's a, a good friend and partner of ours. She herself from Ethiopia. Her family uh, tr- made an amazing trek in the 1980s when she was uh, three years old, I believe, uh, she lost several siblings on that journey uh, that lost their lives. And, uh, and to think that uh, all these years later, she's actually the first Ethiopian uh, minister in an Israeli yeah. government. Which yeah, is, you know, an we've met her. We met her. And uh, uh, so that ministry has the responsibility. The way it works is, you know, I, we talked about Karen. I saw it a little bit in the fact that we actually predate the modern state of Israel, the fact that we're... We're 100 years old. We were established in 1920, and of course, Israel came uh, into being in 1948. So, together with our partners, the Jewish Agency, we uh, we help in uh, in bringing the olim and bringing the, the the new immigrants. But then we partner also with the the government ministry. That's why I mentioned uh, the minister. Uh, and there's a lot more involved. So, a um, depending on where these new immigrants are coming from, I mentioned. Uh, the example of Ethiopia and the camps there, the refugee camps, that while they're waiting, there's a lot of, uh, that goes into their preparations on the ground even before they even leave their, uh, their originating country, whether it's uh, education, uh, health, uh, having to uh, start getting them ready in terms of uh, teaching them Hebrew, and all of that's before they yeah. even come. Then there's, then there's bringing them over on the, on the flights to Israel. And then it's just the beginning of the story. That when everything that has to do with absorption and integration, um, it, there's a tremendous responsibility that we help together with your help in terms of housing, uh, in terms of vocational training, 
in terms of, I mentioned language, ulpan, which is uh, le learning Hebrew, which is always a challenge. And, um, you know, depending on the countries that they're coming from, uh, some are, are easier and some are more difficult, depending on the, yeah. on the culture gap. So it's, it's a multi-year uh, uh, process. A lot of them, when they arrived, the, 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 the new immigrants that you saw in the video, they were, they were uh, taken to absorption centers where they would live for, for a period of time, uh, I think up to a year, uh, and uh, immediately started. Uh, of course, they had a quarantine because of the pandemic, but they immediately st uh, were received all kinds of services in terms of language, vocation, helping them get on their feet. You know, one of the amazing thing is, is when you said the pandemic, and I think we, we mentioned this here, that during the pandemic, the only people landing at the airport were people making Aliyah, correct? Yes. And so it's, it's and, and Karen Hayazot is the, the sole agency that causes uh, Aliyah to happen. And... Um, do you get funds from, I know that you're appointed by the prime minister, et cetera, but it's not, uh, it's not government funded, is it? You have to raise. Karen Isot is not government funded. We do have other partners. Uh, of course, our Jewish agency is our, our main partner uh, that carries it out, but we are um, the, the only national institution in Israel that uh, has the responsibility to raise funds um, for, for the Jewish communities in the United States is, is covered by, uh, by a different organization. But together with our Friends of Israel and then Jewish communities around the world outside the United States, uh, and of course Friends of Israel from all around the world, we, we have that sole responsibility. There are some other partners and organizations that, uh, that uh, fill in some of the gaps. But uh, no, we, we don't receive anything from... We, we're the ones, with your help, Collecting and, and giving, we uh, uh, the government uh, the government looks to us for help. That's yeah. why we're a national institution. I want to add into this. Um, you know, there are sometimes representatives, especially from Europe, that are receiving uh, immigrants now from different countries that are coming to Israel, coming to us to learn what is the best way, what is the secret that we we do in order to help all the 3.5 million olim to absorb into the life in Israel. And this is exactly what Sam said at the beginning. For us, they are not it's not about immigration. They are olim. They are actually returning home. And when you open the door for someone to come into your home, you give him everything. It's like you're hosting him, like you are doing what Abraham did. Amen. So everyone who made, make aliyah today to Israel... Believe it or not, but there is a private taxi waiting for him at the airport, taking him into the absorption center. Now, for the next two years, he doesn't need to worry to anything. We will provide the food, health medical, take them to trip around the country, help the, uh, their kids get into the school system, and even help them to find job and put them with the, right, with the right company in Israel so they can start their life in Israel. So we do it out of love, and that's why it's, it's, it's working. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I ask people to give questions, and one of the questions I got, in fact, I got it this morning, is uh, Israel is a small country. How many can you take in? And where, do you, where do you fit them all in? Well, you know, 
Today, they just, because we had the, we celebrated 73 years, uh, just uh, a couple, we had our yeah. Independence Day recently, so they always release the numbers. Uh, and I think uh, the numbers in Israel, I mean, the total population is something like, uh, I think, 9.8 million, uh, which I think is about 6, 6.8 uh, Jews in Israel. When you think going back to 1948, I mean, we were less than a million. We were barely over a half a million. And um, um, this is exactly what uh, the, the dream of returning to yeah. Zion is all about. Um, it's a good question, but we will, we will take them all in. We will do, that's exactly what Karen Aisod exists together with your help and friendship and support to, to build the infrastructure we have to, you know, the dream of uh, Ben-Gurion, Israel's first prime minister, was to make the desert bloom. Negev. Right, the Negev, to yeah. make the desert bloom. And we're seeing, we're seeing that happen. He's buried out there, isn't he, at a settlement? He is down, yeah. He went uh, down, it's called Stay Beaucaire. Uh I visited, actually, not too long ago. Oh. And um, there, there are plenty more areas, thank God, uh, even though we're a small country, we, uh, we, we can make it fit. Yeah. Amen. Let me, uh, let me, we've got about 12 minutes. Let me, let me just sidetrack a little bit. Uh, I know a lot of our people were asking questions, political questions. Um, just recently, there was 30 to 40 rockets uh, shot in from the Gaza Strip, I believe, but a big one that came in from Syria, which puts a whole different slant on the issue. Can you guys address just briefly what's going on there? Yeah, the last few days have uh, been uh, very tense uh, in terms of on the security front, especially from the south. Well, first, before that, as you mentioned, there was a, a, um, a rocket, that, a missile that came in from Syria. And um, it's no secret that in recent weeks, tension between Israel and Iran has been uh, escalating and increasing. There were all kinds of reports about um, uh, attacks on, on ships and vessels, Israeli and also Iranian and o- other reports as well. And so with respect to the north and, and Syria, of course, we know the problem there is uh, that they're really I- Iranian proxies in Syria uh, with Hezbollah in Lebanon yeah. and also Syria, of course, which has been in uh, you know, mayhem over the last already almost 10 years since their civil war. And the main issue there for Israel um, is to uh, do whatever it can to stop Iranian presence on, uh, on Syrian soil as proxies. At the same time, over the weekend in the south, we had, uh, as you mentioned, uh, about 40 rockets shot from, uh, from Gaza uh, into the south- southern Israel. Uh, thank God. Thank God. And also thank a lot of the Israelis. We have the Iron Dome. Um, you know, in, 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 in Hebrew, it's called kippat barzel. A kippah is like, yeah. uh, you know, a yarmulke. So the, the joke is that some of these made out of uh, iron, iron dome as well. And uh, thank God that we had that to protect our citizens. But what we see is uh, an escalation. Um, you know, a lot of this also could have to do with the, the political situation. Whenever there's political yeah. transition, uh, we know that our, our neighbors are all constantly trying us. And and that's also something that's escalating. And so uh, Israel has been trying to contain that in the last few days. There hasn't been uh, a strong response. There's been some criticism about that as well. 
but we're, we seem to be in the middle, and, and it always seems to happen when, as we get closer to the summer. So there's a lot of concern in Israel, both because of the political transitional situation, the fact that we've actually had a pretty quiet year yeah. uh, in Gaza, thank God, that uh, we might be looking now, as we get closer to the summer, to an escalation. Well, and a lot of that would probably be changing because of the change that we've seen in America in the Oval Office of being very, very pro-Israel uh, and standing with Israel. Just to give you a little bit of understanding when we're talking about uh, uh, rockets coming in from Syria or from Lebanon, uh, where you saw where you built the 18 bomb shelters, and they're not just bomb shelters at the school, uh, a Hava school for children. They're um, bomb shelters that... Uh, are chemical warfare proof and the kids studying them there so they're not just sitting there they're being used but the reason why it was so urgent that we put these 18 bomb shelters up at this school is because they are 12 to 13 seconds away when they launch a rocket from lebanon into the haifa area it's down below haifa uh they're 12 to 13 seconds away from that that rocket hitting uh, and so uh, this is not a light thing. This is, uh, the, you know, can you imagine if, 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 if somebody was shooting 30 rockets a week into America, what we'd be doing? And yet uh, the world says you're not supposed to do anything. It's ridiculous. It, it's so important that you and I are verbally involved with standing up for the nation of Israel. Absolutely, Pastor Larry. That, the, b- besides the, dur- yeah, you deserve a round of applause. Amen. It's so true. Uh, when we talk about the importance of standing for Israel, it's, it's in addition to the tangible ways in which you're helping, whether it's with uh, the new immigrants, whether it's, it's with the Holocaust survivors or those bomb shelters, it's, it's exactly that. There's also the very importance for, for the diplomatic support and communities and congregations like this one standing for Israel for all of these reasons help give us that, uh, that backing that we need in order to defend ourselves. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a sad reality that you described of the 10 or 12 seconds, you know, little kids that all they want to do is go out and play and be little kids. Uh, unfortunately for them, part of their reality, whether it's living in the north or, or, or in the south, have become uh, to, to, be, to be trained and, and, and accustomed to something that, that, that no one should be accustomed to is hearing this siren and having to, to run into the, to the bomb shelter. So Bless you for for supporting and, and, and helping build those shelters. And, and God willing, we should be in a place where we no longer have to have that. And, and, and it should be a, a place of peace. I want to add into this, and that's important to know, because you know in media, you don't always get the real picture. In addition to what's happening in the South, also escalation of violence is taking place right now in Jerusalem, next to the Kotel a lot of violence trying to drag Israel from the south, from Syria, from the violence in Jerusalem. And without getting too much into a political uh, issue over here, this is really a time for us to pray. Because the main thing that Israel is trying to do, and that's the message that I want to send for here, from here. The main thing that Israel is trying to do is to make sure that Jerusalem is a house of prayer for all the nations. All the nation. For all the nations together. The nation. Not just for Muslims, not just for Christians, not just for Jews. 
That's the job that Israel is trying to do, and we need your prayer right now in help, helping the state of Israel for this to happen, because right now, Jews or Christians are limited in the time that they can come and pray in Jerusalem. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, we, we have about five minutes, but I'm maybe take a little bit longer because I want you to understand how important your role is in this. And I'm going to say it in a couple different stories. Um, you and we, we as a ministry buy at least one uh, ambulance uh, ICU unit. You saw it on their, uh, uh, yeah, um, I, I, they're, they're not, they're more than transportation. They're, they're literally mini hospitals on wheels. And we were, we buy one or two every year. They're about $155,000 a piece. And literally saving not just Jewish lives, but they're saving Muslim lives, they're saving Arab lives, they're saving Christian lives. And we were doing, we had a group over there and we were, they wanted us to do a presentation, which I was a little uncomfortable with, at the Jaffa Gate. And because we don't do it to be seen by men, we do it to, to, to bless God and the people of Israel, but we, we're doing a presentation. And the shocking thing, and I think I may have told you this, I'm not sure, but all these Jews, because they were right at the Jaffa Gate, and all these Jews had to stop working and things, the traffic was blocked, and they started gathering. And uh, uh, we're watching this, and we're seeing all these just Jewish people going about their business, watching and crying. And that night, we went to Josh and Rebecca's house for Shabbat. And I said, you know, I, I, then they came up and said, why are you doing this? And, you know, who are you people? And who's who's new beginnings and all this stuff. And I asked Josh, I said, why would they be crying? I said, okay, they appreciate that we're buying an ambulance that will save lives, and we're doing two that day. And either Josh or Rebecca said, why were they crying? Because for 2,000 years, as Jews, we felt like we were standing alone. And now all of a sudden, we realize we have Christian friends that are standing with us. And that is, that is such a, a neat thing. Uh, uh, that, that, that is such a neat thing. As, yeah, we're giving money. We're giving money. That's fine. But would you just address a little bit about, besides the finances that, that you're giving, and and I, I I'm I know I'm the one that gets to get up and I get the award and all this stuff, but it's not me doing it. And I am so aware, and God is so aware. It's you doing it. It's us doing it. Besides the finances, what does it mean to the nation of Israel, to Jewish people, to see Christians that love them, support them, or standing up with them? I think your story, Pastor Larry, it, 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 it demonstrates it the best way possible. You know, I mentioned in the beginning about Karen Aisod, before the pandemic, I, I have the, the responsibility, but also the opportunity to travel around the world to uh, also to other friends of Israel, communities around the world, but to Jewish communities in over 60 Jewish communities, 45 countries. And I talk about New Beginnings Church, and I wow. talk about... Pastor Larry, Pastor Tiz, and I talk about the, the support and all, all of you that all of you give to us. And those tears that you experienced there by the Jaffa Gate, I've experienced that kind wow. of response, whether it's in Sao Paulo in Brazil or in Australia or in Europe or in, in, in the Far East. 
And the, the, the support is exactly what you said. It's after feel, feeling alone, these communities with all of the challenges that not only that they've gone through in the past, but that they currently still have, just knowing and seeing that moral support. It's like you said, yes, there's the, the tangible financial support, but the moral support that's behind it, it means so much. You know, I was thinking about when I was coming here, like I always do, Pastor Larry, yesterday, of course, being the Sabbath, I was in synagogue listening to the weekly uh, Torah reading and Torah portion. And as you know, we're also in this time period now of Sfirata Omer, the Omer, the period between Passover and Shavuot. Um, and it represents a lot of different things. But uh, one of the things is we know that during this period of time, there was a great uh, rabbi, Rabbi Akiva. And uh, the stories that Rabbi Akiva had 24,000 students. And there was a terrible, if this sounds familiar to you, plague. Plague, yeah. And, and they died. And one of the lessons that came out was because they didn't uh, show proper love and respect for one another. And how does this relate also yesterday yeah. to the Torah portion? It, it, in, in part of what we read yesterday in the Torah portion in Leviticus, it says the famous line of, and I'll say it in Hebrew first, kamocha, that you should love your fellow person, your fe- fellow human being like yourself. And there's also a famous story on that that connects it to Rabbi Akiva in the Talmud. Uh, it's a story of somebody who wants to come and convert to Judaism. And he comes and he says to Rabbi Akiva, he says, can, teach me the entire Torah standing on one foot, meaning... This is Hillel, right? Right, right. says, teach me... Exactly. Teach me the entire Torah, condense it down to one line. And what does he say? He says, what we read yesterday, you should love your fellow um, person, your, fe- your friend like yourself. Now, what's the interesting thing? I know, Pastor Larry, you and I always, uh, I think, enjoy talking about the, the origin of different words... The word for your fellow person is re'acha. Now, the root of that word is, is, is a little bit surprising. The root of that word is, is resh ayin, which actually is the root word for, for uh, evil. Oh, wow. The word for re'im or re'ut, it, it seems to be that the root word is, is from, from something bad. And so I, I heard a, a beautiful insight and lesson on that is, lesson is that Loving your fellow person, it's easy to love and respect and, and, and do good for somebody when everything is good. Everything is, the circumstances are good. But the, the true, true love and the true kindness and the acts of kindness in bringing God's will to this world is when you show that love, you show that support, you show that respect when there's, there are also bad circumstances. Yeah. Um, not that the person you're supporting is bad, but that there are, ba- there are bad circumstances. Even the word that we say when, uh, when a couple gets married, one of the blessings that we say under the chuppah is, Sameach um, tisamach, you should bring joy, re'im ha'ahuvim. And again, it's that same word with the same uh, with the, with the same uh, um, source of, of, the, of the same root. And uh, it's the same idea as that the true love and the true kindness and the true respect is uh, when there's good together with bad. It's easy to, yeah. to support. And so when I was thinking about uh, how I wanted to really express my gratitude, our gratitude uh, to all of you, first of all, in New Beginnings Church, is I think that it's so fitting that, uh, that we're here together with you the day after we read that 
portion in the, t- in, 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 the, in the Torah yesterday, if you condense it all down to, to one thing, it's uh, levi- loving your fellow person like yourself in good times and in bad times. And when we think about everything that you do, not just for us and Israel and Karen Aisod, definitely including all of that, but you mentioned what, the, what uh, New Beginnings Church does um, uh, in, in, in Africa, in, Africa Cuba. in Cuba, around the world, and especially, of course, standing with Israel. It's, it's, the, it's the true meaning and, and, and carrying out of, of loving your fellow person. And so I, and I know Shmulek and all of us really uh, bring and give you great blessings. You should be showered with all of the great blessings for, for all of the kindness that you do. Oh, thank you. Pastor, awesome. Pastor Larry, if I have one minute to add to this, I, first of all, I want to say that getting the support from Christian people, it's a live testimony for what the Bible says. Because in the Bible it says, I will raise a banner for the nation, and they will be the one that carry your son and daughter on their shoulders. When you think about it, who are those nations? It's actually you that are helping us like we saw in the video. So that for itself, it means a lot for, for the Jewish people to see the Christian people standing with Israel. That's for itself. It's the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Amen. But I also want to share with you very, very quickly, just before Passover, I got a green light from you and from Pastor Scott telling me, Shmulik, go ahead. You have a green light to go and buy 1,000 food boxes to give to the Holocaust survivor oh, yeah, forgot, around Israel. I forgot to tell you you did that. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> so you did it. Yeah. So we, we bought 1,000 uh, food boxes and we gave it all around the country. Holocaust survivor. Holocaust survivor. And we, we took a, a, a stamp and we put it on each and one of the boxes. I don't know if you saw it. And uh, it was written over there. Happy Passover from NBC. So a lot of the elderly Holocaust survivors, they got it, and they asked me when I gave it to them, who is NBC? What what does it mean, NBC? So when I told them, who is NBC, New Beginning Church from Dallas, from Texas, they are the one who gave you these food packages so you can celebrate the feast in dignity. They 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 really started to cry, some of them, and they felt that we are not alone on this. Amen. Amazing. Amazing. The, the difference that you make in someone's life in fulfilling Bible prophecy, there's, there's no telling where it will, will all go. The other day, I'm going to tell you this story. I haven't told, uh, in fact, I don't even know if Tiz was there. She might have been there when Josh, Josh Reinstein from Jerusalem was at our house uh, last Monday, and we were having dinner, and he said to me, he said, uh, uh, Pastor Larry, of all that you New Beginnings has done for Israel, what would you say is the, has been the most effective or accomplished the most? And I said, I, you know, I have, I have no idea. We do a thing that we, you and I help support. In fact, you don't even know. We do a thing called the Ambassadors Conference. And we support this, building this up to this. You know what that is. Uh, every month, we, we support building up to this. I've never even told you this. And what the Ambassadors Conference is, is that we sponsor through Israeli Ally Foundation, which I'm a board member, 
um, bringing in leaders from government in Europe where anti-Semitism is growing so fast. We bring them in to Jerusalem for about a four-day conference. And uh, I, Scotty and I fly over there, and they have me do some speeches. But more than that, I spend four days with these Christian parliament members. And what we found out is a lot of these guys are Christian because they were born Christian. They know nothing about the Bible. They know nothing about Scripture or standing with Israel, but they're Christian in these different nations that a lot of them are very anti-Semitic. And so we spend four days eating breakfast with them, having coffee with them, riding on the bus with them. And what I didn't know until Josh told me uh, is that we've had, we had more change from the last one, and we're going to do another one here uh, this year, because these guys would come up to me on the bus and say, so, so what does the Bible say about this? And what does the Bible say about that? You know, a lot of them grew up, grew up in churches that they, everything is in Latin or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? And he said they've gone back and influenced their governments in ways that we have never seen happen before. We're, we walk with them. We talk with them. You know, we're going to see biblical sites with them. And I'm explaining the Jewish Jesus, the Jewish Abraham, the Jewish Paul understanding of this. And he said, it is changing from the grassroots, the governments in, in, uh, in, in these countries in Europe. And in one other thing, you know, I'm from inner city, South St. Louis. I'm from the hood. And to see where God has allowed us to come. And most of you know the story. I don't know if you guys know it, but when President Trump was still in office and America was still great again, um, uh, we, got, we got asked to come to the White House and as an advisory board on America's relationship with Israel. And I don't know if we, you, you know this or not, but I was sitting with Jason Greenblatt, who was President Trump's number one advisor concerning Israel. And there were eight pastors there. Tiz was there with us and, and some, some of the other folks. And Jason Greenblatt said to one pastor, he said, uh, you know, what do you think? And the pastor gave all the biblical reasons why to stand with Israel. And then he looked at me and said, Pastor Larry, what do you think? And I said, I agree 100%, but let me look at it at a political way uh, that matches the, the prophetic standing with Israel. And we talked about this. And he said to me, he said, well, what do you feel about a two-state solution? And I'm not going to put you guys on the spot. I'm going to tell you what I said. And I said, you know what? We've tried giving land for peace over and over and over and over again. And I said, it's never happened. It's never worked. When, when the, the folks who say America is the big Satan, you got to understand, when it comes to Satan, we're at the top of the heap. We're the big Satan and Israel's only the little Satan. And so we need to stand with our friends and our friends is the nation of Israel. And so I gave an analogy, and I said, picture, picture this table as the Cowboy, Dallas Cowboy football stadium. And I said, that, the Dallas Cowboy football stadium is the Mideast. And this match book in the corner of the Dallas Cowboy football stadium is the nation of Israel. 
And what all the rest of the Dallas Cowboys Stadium says, give us half of that matchbook and then we'll have peace. And I said, it's never worked. It won't work. We must stand with the nation of Israel. And so all of a sudden, this lady comes up behind Jason and whispers. He goes, he goes that's, that's the president. He said, I got to go. So he looks at me and he goes, not one inch. I said, not one inch. Not one inch. And he said, is there anything we can do? And I said, well, we've moved, it. We've moved the embassy. We, uh, we, uh, 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 huh? Go, uh, well, well uh, that we did the Taylor uh, Force Act. We uh, did the settlement. I said, let's give, and, and here's a guy from inner city south from the hood. And I said, let's give sovereign rights to the nation of Israel over the Golan Heights. And I said, if we make that positive move, it will say to the nation of Israel, we're, standing, we're still standing with you. And he said, sovereign rights to Israel over the Golan Heights. He goes, okay, I'm, I got to go tell the president. Th- three days later, they gave Israel sovereign rights to the Golan Heights. Now, he, he, Josh and I came up with that, with, with what, we, what we needed to get passed on to the president. And so we know that they named in the Golan Now Israel does have, which is a m- major military uh, strategic importance, safety for the whole nation of Israel. And so they named it, what, Trump City or? Trump Heights. Trump Heights. Josh and I were thinking, couldn't we have a Larry and Josh street there? <laughs> it's definitely warranted. Well, this is, this is exactly why, why you're here and that we're, we're talking about the importance of Christians standing with Israel. Absolutely. It's not just a, fe- it, first of all, it is a feel-good thing, but it has real results on the ground. And this is, a, this is a perfect example of uh, really bringing together how it makes the Jewish communities feel, how it makes the Holocaust survivors feel, but also it shows what, what results it brings. And, you know, Pastor Larry, you and I talk a lot about having the, the Esther moment when we think about uh, the story of Purim when uh, Mordecai calls to, to Esther and says that salvation is going to come about for the Jewish people. Um, whether you like it or not, from one place or another, it, it may as well be you. You may as well fulfill your destiny and, and, and step up. And this is your moment. And I want to say you know, to you, Pastor and uh, <laughs> Pastor Larry and Pastor Jesus and all of you in New Beginnings, that you have all seized that your Esther moment and made the most of it and not let it go to waste by, by standing with Israel and by continuing to stand with Israel. You're every day and every, every moment that you do so, you're fully capitalizing on your Esther moment. And Amen. for that, you deserve all the blessings they in the do. world. They do. They all do. All the blessings in the world. I'm going to close with this story just to capitalize on that because I think I, I really want you to understand how how prophetic, how vitally important it is for you standing with us as, and, 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 we, and all of our friends. I mean, everywhere from across Europe, Central and South America, Canada, Australia, of obviously all across America, our partners stand with us to stand with the nation of Israel. In that one video, I don't know if you saw it, it was real quick. Did you see that ultra-Orthodox rabbi with the big fur hat on? Uh, everything. We've met that gentleman twice, and I'll tell you the story of it real quick to, to emphasize what Sam and Shmulek are saying. The first time we were with the tour, and this is just a few years ago, and we were coming out of David's tomb, 
in the old city of Jerusalem. We're coming out of David's tomb, and it was it was uh, uh, preparing. We were it was in, preparing for Sukkot, and uh, and so everybody had the sukkah up over and and anyway we're coming out of the tomb and it's packed i mean it's just shoulder to shoulder people you know hundreds and hundreds not thousands of people and all of a sudden we're coming out and uh, i feel this somebody grab me and i turn around it's this rabbi and he says uh where are you from i said dallas texas he goes uh come into come into the uh sukkah with me and so uh, he, he's pulled me in, and I'm thinking, oh, this is good. He said, you need to dance with me in the, in the sukkah. And, um, and, of course, our, our whole tour is there or anything, and I, I'm not wanting to embarrass him when he finds out that I'm a pastor. And so he's putting on uh, the tallit. He puts on, uh, I already had a yarmulke on. Um, it, it, we're bringing out the Torah scroll. We're going to dance. And, and he goes, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, listen, I, I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm a pastor. That's great. That's great. So, you know, when we first started going over there 30 years ago, we'd go to the Western Wall. And it wasn't unusual for somebody to spit at us because there was such animosity between Christians and Jews because so much of what Jews have gone through for 2,000 years has been, been because of the church. We, we were there years, probably 15, 17 years ago, and this Orthodox guy spit on Tiz. Now, they didn't tell me, this is in June, they didn't tell me until we were in Tel Aviv. I mean, in, in uh, Tiberias, uh, because had I known he had spit on Tiz, I'd have given him a whole new meaning of the laying on of hands. <laughs> I'd have sent him to make meet the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But because of this unity, things are, re- I mean, cha- you can go down the Western. We've gone down the Western Wall on Shabbat, and they brought, they, uh, Orthodox brought my kids in and had Shabbat meals with them down there, and, and you, you can go in. And so uh, it, it's, um, you're literally changing the world. It's more, it's more, it's important that we bring every person we can and make Aliyah and, and help the Holocaust survivors. It's vital. But it's more than that. It's tearing down the walls that have divided us when we understand our Jewish roots, the, the Jewishness of our faith. And so this guy, we're, he brings Brandon in and we're dancing in, you know, in the, in the, in, 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 in with him in, in, in the Sukkot. And about a year, two years later, I think we were down, we took everybody, we're another tour, and we went down to the, to, we, did, we did Shabbat at the hotel, and then after Shabbat, we walked down to the Western Wall, and I took the men in with me into the synagogue, and we're in there praying, and we walk out, and here's this rabbi again, and he goes, brother, and he goes, oh, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and he goes, and all of a sudden it dawns on him that, uh, you know, we've got keepers on, we've got, uh, uh, you know, we're in praying in the synagogue. And he goes, can I ask you something? He says, yeah. And I said, this is your church? And I said, well, my church and partners with us around. He goes, what do you teach? What do you teach in your church? And I said, well, we teach the Jewish roots of our faith. We teach uh, the understanding of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. We 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 count the Omer. We're uh, leading up to Shavuot, uh, Pentecost. We teach, and he begins the cry. He goes, "You got to come to my house for dinner. You've got to come meet my family. You come to my house for dinner." He goes, "A Gentile teaching this?" 
is going to bring the Messiah. And so, you know, I joke with Josh all the time. I joke with these guys all the time. Whether the Messiah is coming the first time or the second time doesn't matter because we do know where he's coming to. And he's coming to Jerusalem, and it is a Jerusalem that is in the hands once again of God's chosen people, the Jewish people. We must stand for the nation of Israel. Amen. Would you give our brothers a great big hand? Thank them for coming all the way from Israel. Thank you. Pastor Larry, we just want to present you, and it's really, we're presenting to you, as you always say, you're just the eye candy, right? Yes, I'm the, tis is the real meat. <laughs> and it's on, really on behalf of, of all of the community members here of New Beginnings. So open it. This is a special version of the Bible. Oh, Todaraba. Okay. And it has a special medallion on it oh. that says, Jerusalem, City of Gold. And it's a special, wow. special, beautiful version of the Bible that we want to give to you and give oh, really wow. on behalf for all of you at New Beginnings as, a, as an expression of our gratitude of great thanks for standing with Israel, for all the reasons we talked about this morning, and for being true friends and partners. God bless you. Amen. That is awesome. That is awesome. Amen. And... and and I want to thank you guys and, and all of our partners uh, uh, around the world that are watching by stream, and even those that live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that should be in church. Amen. I, I see that the Jewish guilt is definitely something that is deeply rooted here. Uh we're going to we are as as you know now we're going to. Uh, partner with Karen Hezot with the nation of Israel to bring these this Jewish community um, out of a Muslim it's it's an it's amazing open window not only for the government of Israel to open the doors but this Muslim nation to say you know what we have no animosity it's safer for them to go then because things are stirring and so we're going to we're going to bring that plane in and i don't know how many can fit on the plane or how many planes we're going to need but we're we've we've already said please let us please let us be a part of this i think there's real great great blessing in that and so think about being a part of that as you know, as we leave, um, the ushers will be there for tithes and offerings. Uh, if you want to do something, and we'll bring you up to, up to speed as we get closer to it. Are we looking at a date on this after the summer? After the summer. After the summer. And uh, I've already got my shots. Don't, don't write me. Don't tell me anything bad about it. I don't want to hear any bad news. Uh, I'm under the hand of God. Tiz has got her shots. And... Uh, and uh, <laughs> Next Sunday, I want, you, I want you to do me a favor. And even all of you that are, are lukewarm or staying home and watching. Uh, next Sunday is Mother's Day. We're going to be dedicating children. We're going to be laying hands. And Tiz is going to teach for Mother's Day. Would you come out and support Tiz? Even if you don't support me and you don't care that I'm struggling and working hard to bring you the word of God every Sunday, would you come out and support Tiz in two weeks? Oh, I thought, oh, somebody in the back told me it was next week. Oh, okay, two weeks. So I'm teaching next week? 
All right, stay home, stay in your underwear. How many think it's a good idea that we stand with the nation of Israel? Would, here, could I have you in English and Hebrew say a blessing on all those? Because it is, it is a whole bunch of people doing what they can to help us financially bless Israel and also spiritually bless Israel. Would you say a blessing in, in Hebrew and in English over all of us and over those that are watching? Lord, you should bless with an abundance of blessings. As it says in Genesis 12, those who bless Israel shall be blessed. Starting with Pastor Liz, Pastor Tiz, and Pastor Larry, and the entire New Beginnings Church community here and out there watching from as far away and as close by as they are, to be blessed for standing with Israel, standing for what is real, helping to, to fulfill Bible prophecy and all of the blessings. And we say also in Hebrew, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a great big clap for him. You want to say something, Shmulek? I will, uh, first of all, I, I don't think that uh, we are the one who needs to bless you because you are already blessed. I will bless those who bless thee. So all of you are already blessed with all the good deeds that you are doing for the people of Israel. I'm going to bless you. Um, I'm going to choose something that we say every day in the tefillah in Hebrew. Uh, it's, we say, May God protect you and give you good health and safety. Thank you very, very much. Amen. Give them a big hand. God bless.